Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning business coach, keynote speaker, and content creator. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is designed to educate, empower, and engage. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted, inspired, and empowered after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 46. This episode is the third in my Start Before You're Ready series, where I am tackling your fears of starting. In episode 44, I outlined how to begin, like just get out there and get started even when you're afraid. And I shared with you the first phase of my Start Before You're Ready framework where you will ask yourself specific questions to help you organize what it is you wanna do. And then in episode 45, we discussed how to just start, even when you have that fear of starting, and how you use the information from um, episode 44, which was the first part of my framework, asking yourself those questions, and you then evaluate what skills you need. And in episode 45 is where I shared with you part two, where you start to outline what resources you will use to help get the skills you need. So that's just kind of like a recap of what we've been talking about. So this episode is the third episode in the series. And like I said, today I'm telling you it's time to get started, okay? So if you remember from the first episode, 44, just saying it again so that if you did not listen to it, you go ahead and listen to it. If you remember from that episode, I shared three examples with you of me not knowing how to do something. I talked about my health, I talked about starting a boutique, and I also talked about starting my blog. And I explained that even though I didn't know how to do these things, because of the steps that I use in my framework, I don't have to struggle with with fear of um, the unknown or fear fear of failure or fear of any of any types of fears because I just get started. So it's time to get started. If you've done the work from episode 44, if you've done the work from episode 45, remember I had worksheets for each of those episodes to help you do the work on your own. If you've done that, it's time to get started. So I want to share a quote with you that I heard on a podcast some time ago. I don't even remember the, na- the lady's name, but she said something like, don't let the gap of where you are now and where you want to be discourage you. And I loved that because when I was listening to it for myself, I said, wow, that's how I live. I don't look at the distance between what I am doing now and where I want to be and say, oh, this is going to take forever. I'm never going to be able to make that. Um, I don't have the time. I don't, I don't do those things. I don't tell myself these things. I always maintain a positive attitude and I think about what is the next step I can take. And I've talked about this already in the last two episodes. It's not about getting to the finish line that we need to tackle And that's why a lot of fear shows up for us. It's because we're looking at the finish line. What I'm trying to teach you to do is just look at the next step. Just ask yourselves these questions as I discussed in part one, episode 44. Just do this research now that you know what skills you need. As I said in episode 45, which is part two, 
And now I want you to understand the concept of learning and then applying. You can close the gap of where you are now and where you want to be, whatever that finish line is for you, by learning something from those resources you wrote down and then applying it versus waiting until you feel you have all of the information and then ultimately you probably won't ever do anything. And the reason for this is because waiting to get all the information is first of all impossible. And I find it to be an an excuse that people use, especially my students, especially my clients, they are using the, the, the fact that they don't have enough information to begin as a crutch to never begin. Am I talking to you as well? Do you tell yourself you need more time because you don't have all of the details and that's why you can't start? Then I'm telling you right now, I want you to learn something and then apply it. Now, I'm going to use those three examples that I shared with you as a reoccurring theme to help you understand how I actually do this. So the first example, if you remember, was my weight loss, okay? So as it relates to the example about my weight, if you remember, I said I wanted to lose weight, my timeline was now, and the skill set that I lacked was I didn't know proper nutrition, I didn't really understand how to eat for my body and for my activity level, and I wasn't seeing results even though what I thought I was doing was accurate. So I got resources, I talked about books, I talked about podcasts, videos on YouTube, and so on and so forth. So using one of the channels that I fell in love with, it was a channel called Fledge Fitness on YouTube. And the host, his name was Edward V, and he talks about intermittent fasting. And he explains that intermittent fasting is not a diet plan, but instead it is a eating timeline, or you can call it an eating protocol. So if you decide to do intermittent fasting, no one tells you what you should eat. However, the time for when you should be eating is very strict. You pick a eight-hour window, or it can be even smaller if you want to go more stricter, and you eat only during that time. When I learned this information, I applied it. I didn't wait a week to learn so much more about intermittent fasting. I didn't wait until I felt like I was ready to go on another diet. I immediately said, okay, Tomorrow, I'm going to eat from 11 to 7. And most days, I don't eat breakfast that early anyway. I like to work out on an empty stomach. So it worked out for me to try that. And so I did it. And I immediately saw that there was a change and there was there were benefits in me doing that. First and foremost, I really wasn't able to eat as much between 11 and 7 as I could have if I had eaten at 11 and then ended when I felt like it, maybe 9, right? Um, Also, cutting off my eating at 7 meant I couldn't eat late in the evening. You know, that mindless snacking when you're watching a movie or you're watching TV or you're scrolling social media and you're just popping a few cookies or crackers or chips in your mouth, or in my case, popcorn, That was like my mid-cap. I loved popcorn. 
So I couldn't do that. I had to actually eat my popcorn like right after my meal if I was hungry. Additionally, I learned that even though I didn't understand everything about fasting, that by eating this way, there was gonna be some type of fat burn going on, okay? So that's a perfect example of me learning something and then applying it and not living in fear of, oh my God, it's not the right time. I don't have all the dates. I have, I have a trip coming up, like whatever. I just did it. So additionally, I knew that I needed help with nutrition and it was really important to me that I get help from someone who knew more about it. If you did not listen to my I Got a Weight Loss Coach episode, I want to encourage you to listen to that episode because I'm skipping a lot of parts right now. And the parts that I'm skipping are how you know, much weight I gained, how depressed I was. I was thinking about doing some type of like bariatric surgery. All of that I'm skipping, okay? And I'm going into doing the research to find a health coach because I know that people sometimes want to work with professionals and they allow the fact that they don't know where to find them to be the reason that they don't like get one, okay? And that was not gonna be my reason any longer. So I decided to Google weight loss coaches, And a bunch of resources come up, a bunch of databases come up, and my first step for me was doing the research, just clicking on a link, opening it up, seeing who the professional was that claimed to be a weight loss coach. And if you look in a database, you'll see multiple people, they have reviews. And so the database that I ended up clicking on, which was one of the first ones I clicked on, thank God I didn't have to go through a bunch of them, it was called Thumbtack. And in Thumbtack, there was a bunch of professionals that were nutritionists, dietitians, weight loss coaches, and all of that. And from there, I just started going through the steps of becoming a member of that website, which is free, putting in my information, what I'm looking for, and then it starts throwing professionals at you. It threw many people at me and I wasn't really sold on the people that it threw at me. And I think because I am a woman of color that I find myself looking to work with people who can understand my plight and who can um, understand why and how I may do certain things, may understand my family dynamic, may understand my emotional dynamic. And so I didn't see anyone that looked like me. I decided that I was going to um, keep looking and I actually started going on back to Google, the page that I was on and looking for more things. And then I got a message from a black woman and I was like, oh, thank you, God. And I immediately went through her reviews. They were all really good. I loved that she talks about integrative health and it wasn't just about weight loss. It was about the emotional side. It was about all of the things that I felt like I needed because I knew I didn't need another diet plan. I knew I didn't need another workout routine. Now, using the second example of my boutique, I shared with you that I wanted to start an online boutique and I had no information (laughs) at all. I had no skill set about how to set up a website for the store, how to put the inventory on the store. I didn't even know how to get the inventory. How about that? Like, I lacked all these things. How do I ship? How do I sell? I didn't have any of this information. So to pick one example from the skills that I lacked, I told you that one of the resources that I, I found was my business partner who at the time was my mentee. She was my mentee. She was someone I was mentoring. Her name is Aquila. If you're a member of my school, you probably are very familiar with Aquila. So Aquila had an online boutique at one point and her business is actually called Miss Church Dress. So I didn't know how to do these things and I was like, hey, can we schedule a time to talk about the boutique? I really wanna set up a boutique, but I don't know anything about it. 
And so one of the first things that Aquila told me was you can either set up an Etsy shop or you can open up your own store or you can like use your own blog. So what did I do? I did the research. That's taking the first step. The first step isn't launching the the boutique. It's just doing the research. Remember what I said to do? Ask yourself these questions and then plug in what where you're going to get the skills from. So I went on Google and I started looking up Etsy shop, like how to set up an Etsy shop. I looked up Shopify. I looked up e-commerce websites and a bunch of other places came up. And then I looked up how to set it up on your blog. I decided that because I was very familiar with using my blog and I had the skill set of using my blog, that I would try to do it on my WordPress blog instead of doing it on a Shopify or an Etsy or some other website where I would have to learn a whole set of new skills. Because I could do it on my blog, I figured why not, right? So I I figured out I would need to get a theme for my blog that had e-commerce in it. So that was one thing I learned. I did not wait to learn that I needed to do a whole bunch of other things. Like, okay, once I get the theme, then what? I didn't wait to learn all of the then what's. I immediately said, okay, where where can I get an e-commerce theme? I then went on a website that I've used for themes in the past called themeforest.net. And I started filtering the themes by e-commerce. And I began looking through themes and they had so many designs. And that was how I took the next step. So this is another perfect example for those of you who are looking to do some type of online business. You don't have to have all of the steps in place before you begin. I still did not know how I would actually get my inventory. I also didn't know how I would get the inventory on the website, how I would handle shipments, how I would price. I didn't have any of those skills yet. I just knew from what Aquila shared with me, you have to decide where you're going to host your boutique. I then decided to do research, did the research. And what did I do after? I immediately decided I was going to just do it on my blog and I started looking for themes. That is what I did. Okay. So now the third example that I've been sharing with you all was me wanting to set up a blog. And this is going to be great for those of you who are currently bloggers or newbie bloggers looking to create some space online that you can call your own. Are you a newbie blogger who has struggled to get your blog off the ground? You make a couple blog posts and then you lose steam or no one's reading, no one's commenting, and you have no idea how to get this thing off the ground. Well, I know exactly how you feel. I was a newbie blogger once and the struggle is real. When I was a newbie blogger, I found great support from other people in my industry. These women helped mentor me, they coached me, and they supported me through the highs and the lows of blogging. And as you know, blogging is a full-time career for me, and I did this after just a few years of getting my teeth in the game. So I want to work with you. I'm hosting a free training exclusively for bloggers who want to figure out how can I make this my full-time gig. If this sounds like something you're interested in, check the show notes for a link to my email list, sign up, and I'll send you all the details. And don't be selfish. Invite a friend. See you soon. All right. So remember when I wanted to start my blog, 
as I discussed in the previous episodes, I didn't have the information that I needed. This is the reoccurring theme that I'm sharing with you guys. I did not know what to do. I did not know where to go, right? I had looked up on Google um, how to start a blog and most websites at the time said Blogger or WordPress or Tumblr. Now, Tumblr didn't feel like the kind of space that I wanted to put a blog on because Tumblr, which I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it was very much like, like a like a Facebook timeline, kind of like how Facebook is right now. It was very much like that. And I had been on blogs before and that wasn't the look that I was I was trying to go for. So I was like, that's not gonna work. And then I saw the WordPress and then I saw the blogger, the blogspot. When I um was deciding between blogspot and WordPress, I actually went to the blogs that I had frequented and I noticed that a lot of them were on blogspot which is called Blogger. And I think that's what helped me make my final decision to go with Blogspot versus WordPress is that a lot of the bloggers that I was reading already, they were there. So that familiarity to a website with being on other people's websites made me feel like I was kind of connected to them. And if I enjoy their blogs and I like the layout of their blogs and this is what they're doing, maybe it would be a good place to start. So that was the research that I did. I just Went on Tumblr, said, nah, that's not for me. Saw WordPress and saw Blogspot, but really didn't know much about them. And then decided to use a personal opinion based on what I saw other people doing. And so I decided to set up an account and I came up with a name. And I just basically um, looked at the themes that they had there because they had a bunch of themes. I didn't even know that that was already built in. And then I chose my color palette. And that was how I started my blog. That was really it. It wasn't one of those things where I needed to wait like forever until I had all the blog posts ready, all the images ready. I didn't do that. I didn't, I never do that, as you can see. I don't ever wait until I have everything. I just get started. You're going to learn that doing this learn, apply, learn, apply strategy is going to help to move you forward because you learn something and then you apply it and then you learn something else and then you apply it. So a quick example, I didn't know how to write a blog post. So I set this blog up and it was public, it was live, and I didn't know how to write a blog post. I didn't know anything about that, but hey, I'm educated. I went to school. I can write, right? I've actually read a lot of blogs before, so I figured why not just do like a welcome post, basically explaining who I am and why I started this blog. I started this blog because I wanted to share my natural hair journey. I wanted to encourage, inspire, and educate black women around natural hair, and I wanted to have a place to chronicle my experience. So I wrote about that, and I decided to come up with new ideas over time. So I learned more things, and then I began applying more things. So I'm going to create a worksheet for you where this will be like the third worksheet you have where I basically want you to write down what did you learn and how can you apply it. It's very simple. Whatever it is that you've decided that you're going to focus on as we go through my Start Before You're Ready series, whatever that is, I want you to just learn something and apply it. If you read something, do it. If you watch something, do it. If you listen to something, do it. Just take that next step to get started, okay? Now, when I come back to you in the fourth episode of this series, which will be in two weeks, we're gonna be talking about giving yourself grace through this 
process. Okay, so I am really, really looking forward to that episode coming out. And just a reminder, I have show notes for this episode. You can find a link to it in the description of this episode, along with a link to the worksheet that I have for you and any information that I shared um, that I would link to. Okay, so check down below to grab that. Okay, so before I leave, I want to share a quote with you. And this quote is something that I tweeted on Twitter. And it says, if you're passionate about something and there's someone else already doing it, this shouldn't be a deterrent. This shows there's a demand. Challenge yourself to make it your own. And I love that quote so much because I find that a lot of people that have fears are sometimes fearful of their idea or their concept because they think that someone else is doing it so they won't get the same shine that that other person is getting or people won't be interested because something out there exists. The idea of elevation and innovation stems off of having an idea and then someone else coming up with a better idea of that idea. They basically upgrade it or elevate it, make it different, make it unique, make it match what people want. And I think that there is something to be said about seeing someone else's idea, having an enhancement and enhancing it. So, all right, ladies, I hope you have an awesome week and I will see you in the next episode. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.